Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Thousands may be due compensation for being sold structured products. Are you one of them? The government finally gets tough on credit card companies, but will it save you money? And a Best Buy savings bond is launched, but can you guess who's behind it? All this to come in this week's FT Money Show. I'm Matthew Vincent, and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with my colleagues from FT Money, Steve Lodge. Hello. And Alice Ross. Hello. So let's start with the money news. This week, private investors who were sold structured investment products, not just those backed by the bankrupt US bank Lehman Brothers, were told they may now be entitled to compensation for being given unsuitable advice. The news follows two separate investigations by the Financial Services Authority, one into the advice given on Lehman's-backed products and another into the financial promotions used to sell another 56 structured products. It found that the advice given to investors who had bought now worthless Lehman's-backed products was unsuitable or unclear more than two-thirds of the time. But investors in any other structured products may also be able to claim compensation if they think they were also given unsuitable advice or unclear marketing literature. Six of the largest sellers of all UK structured products have been given until January to review their past sales and inform the regulator of cases where redress may be appropriate. Um, Alice, how big a problem could this be? This is potentially a massive problem. There is about £35 sitting in structured products at the moment, and that's within the UK alone. Now, if uh, the FSA's investigation is anything to go by, they've found that over two-thirds of these products haven't been sold properly, the advice has been unsuitable or unclear. If that's rolled out, if that's representative of the structured products industry, that's two-thirds of £35 billion, £24 billion of money could have been missold. That's huge. That's much bigger than past mis-selling scandals involving precipice bonds. That was only £5 billion, only £5 billion, I say. But So this is potentially a huge problem. Let's just um, be clear what these products are, uh, in case uh, listeners are, uh, are getting worried. Um, just in simple terms, what is a structured product? Uh, it is difficult to state it in simple terms, and this is one of the problems of a structured product, is that it's so complicated to understand that people doubt whether investors and, in fact, the financial advisors selling the products have really understood them. But I'll give it a whirl. Basically, you put up some money up front, five, say £5,000. You're offered a guarantee of the return of that initial investment in a set period of time, for example, five years. So they say in five years, we'll give you your £5,000 back, plus any uh, return on an index or sometimes a basket of goods that the product is linked to. So if the FTSE 100, for example, 
you know, rises over that time, you get a percentage of that return. But you don't get the full return. So in a way, they appeal to investors who think they want to be a bit more cautious. So rather than going straight into the equity markets and just buying the FTSE 100, you buy this, which seems to give you a capital guarantee plus the promise of some upside in the market. Now, as um, thousands of investors have found, uh, those products that provided this guarantee by buying bonds in Lehman Brothers... um, uh, have lost their money, what can they now do? They can now, if they think that they have been missold the product, they can now go um, and try and get compensation from the financial services compensation scheme, which we should note only pays a maximum of £48,000. So anyone that invested more than that uh, will have lost the extra. And, And this is because three of the firms that sold these Lehman's products, I think, have, have gone into administration. Is that right? That's right, yeah. Just in the past month, I think it is. So we've had uh, ARC, uh, NDFA and uh, DRL, which are all very specialist providers. They had a few thousand investors in total. Um, but they have all gone into administration because I believe it was deemed that their marketing literature, literature hadn't been adequate. And just uh, finally, for those who bought products that weren't backed by Lehman's, um, what can they do? What should they do? Well, again, if they feel that they have been missold the product, if they feel that they didn't understand the guarantees behind the product or it wasn't explained to them properly, they should contact the financial ombudsman, which deals with um, consumer complaints about investment products, and um, take it from there. Alice, thank you very much indeed. And for more on what uh, you should do, if you think you've been given unseasonable advice, read our article on structured products in FT Money with The Weekend FT and online at ft.com forward slash money. Still to come on the show, 3.95% on your savings fixed for one year. Who can afford to be so generous? First, though, credit cards. Earlier this week, the government set out a series of detailed proposals based on July's Consumer White Paper designed to prevent credit card holders from inadvertently increasing their debt and paying more in interest charges than they expect. For some years now, credit card issuers have been encouraging us all to borrow more and repay a bare minimum. For example, research by the consumer website Uswitch has found that 5.7 million of us have had our credit limits increased without being asked. So earlier, I went to Westminster to talk to Consumer Minister Kevin Brennan, and I began by asking him what he thought his proposed legislation would actually achieve. Well, what I'd like to do is to put consumers a bit more back in the driving seat as far as credit and store cards are concerned because they tell us very clearly uh, that they don't feel they're in the driving seat over a number of issues. And there are, there are four areas that uh, are particularly proposed in the consultation. One is over the practice in the industry of raising people's credit limit without prior consultation. Another one is the way that payments are allocated When card users pay off some of their card, the current practice in the industry is largely to allocate the repayments to the cheapest debt first rather than to the most expensive debt or or on some sort of average basis. Thirdly, um, we are consulting on whether or not we should actually have a higher minimum uh, repayment limit because currently at about 2%, in some cases, cards could take you, if you only paid the minimum repayment, uh, up to 40 years uh, you know, to, to 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 finally pay off. And finally, the increasing practice of, in, of, of putting up people's interest rate on existing debt uh, is something that we want to look at whether or not we ought to ban that. 
But these practices have been around for years, um, and people are well aware of uh, the problems that result, debt taking years to pay off. Why has it taken so long to address this problem? I think the world's changed. Everybody knows that as a result of the the credit crunch and what's happened in financial markets. And we're all rebalancing our own personal balance sheets, just like the banks are. And we're all looking really at at the issue of fairness and responsibility around borrowing and lending. And uh, some of these issues have been around for a long time. Others have emerged and become more common practices, like the risk-based repricing that we see with individual consumers and the 0% offers and so on, and exactly how they end up getting paid back with the allocation of, of payments have become bigger problems. And when you talk to consumers, it's become clear that they are, A, confused about a lot of these things, and B, angry when they find out what the practices actually are. For example, recently on, on one website... Uh, two-thirds of consumers had no idea that if you pay off some of your credit card debt that the repayments will be allocated to the cheapest debts first in most cases and 90% of those who who said that uh, then said that they felt cheated by that. Now, that can't be right for the industry. That's why we want to change. But this does sound as if the stable door is being slammed shut too late. It was some years back that the uh, head of Barclay Card told a select committee that... um, Consumers were foolish for taking out their high-interest cards. We've known about this for ages. Well, uh, I think we need to deal with it, whatever period we are in the cycle of the of, of the issue. And I think now is a timely moment to deal with it when people are looking very fundamentally, I think, at borrowing and at their own personal balance sheet. So uh, one can always say you should have done it earlier, but I think it's the right thing to do now, and that's what that's that's what I have to deal with as the as the minister. If it's the right thing to do it now. Why aren't you just bringing in the legislation? Why is there more consultation? Because that's what's happening, is that these are proposals that are going out for consultation to the industry. Well, two things, really. One is because, you know, any process of legislating takes time. And obviously it's always preferable if we can persuade the industry to end some of these practices and to do what we're saying we're going to legislate for ultimately, um, then that's better. Secondly, you do need, you know, not to legislate in haste and repent at your leisure. And... Some of these uh, proposals may well have consequences that we need to consider. For example, we do need to consider what's the impact on people if you do put up minimum repayments on credit cards. Now, we're not saying we would just suddenly drop that on people. I think that would be wrong because it could mean that some of those who we're trying to help would get into even worse problems if they couldn't manage their uh, minimum repayments on their credit cards. So it's right to consult and it's also right to ask consumers to come forward with their views on whether we're getting the right sorts of proposals here and also for industry to come forward with their proposals as to how they're going to respond to this. But what are you doing to allow consumers to get their voice heard in the consultation process? Are are you making it easy for them? It generally isn't. It should be very easy for them. Uh, on our website, for example, I think there's an online survey that they can they can fill in. They can contribute to the podcast on the website, and we're very much uh, encouraging consumers to get involved. I've been out and done a lot of uh, media around this and saying, putting exactly that message out. Tell us your stories, and that's what's happening. We are receiving. Uh, a lot of information from people about what they're concerned about credit and store cards, and we're going to take that into account. And finally, when can we expect some action to be taken? 
Well, there's some immediate action happening with around some of the other parts of this. For example, the banning of unsolicited credit card checks, which is, is going to be in a bill in the autumn. The consultation itself runs until January. Uh, we want to hear what people have to say about it, and we'd like to also to hear industry's proposals in the meantime. Uh, and uh, once, the con- once the consultation is closed in January, we'll be looking to see what we need to do to act as quickly as possible. That was Consumer Minister Kevin Brennan. And for more details on the proposed changes to credit card laws, visit ft.com forward slash money. And finally today, fixed rate bonds. In recent weeks, the best you could hope for from a one-year savings bond was about 3.7%, and you had to go to a lesser-known building society to get it. Now, though, a rather bigger and better-known provider has launched a one-year fixed rate bond paying almost 4%. Um, So, Steve... Who is this more generous provider? Well, oddly, Matthew, it's National Savings, which, of course, is the government savings bank, um, which comes with a fabulous 100% treasury guarantee. So it's it's better than the 50000 that uh, the government or the industry safety net gives for most banks and building societies. So they're offering 395 for a one-year bond paying the interest at maturity. And you can put in up to a million quid as well in these bonds. So that would all be guaranteed. It's as safe as the government ho-hum. And if you do want the income, they've got a guaranteed income bond version paying 385, which will pay you uh, pay out monthly. Now, these have gone, I imagine, straight to the top of the Best Buy tables. Straight to the top, and many experts think they um, that, that National Savings is going to clean up on, on this particular product, and it could converse an awful lot of people who, frankly, have shied away from fixed rate uh, savings because they haven't really wanted to tie their money up. It's not really been them. Um, switching from instant taxes, where currently they're only getting about 3.3 at best, um, to 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 pick up this extra half a percent plus on their rate for uh, obviously there's a catch here the catch being that your money's tied up for a year but if you can tie your money for that period and I imagine lots of our listeners can this is an unbeatable combination of high rate um, even if you want uh, income uh, on a regular basis uh, and absolute safety. Um, I thought national savings wasn't allowed to uh, be so competitive. Well, they're meant to, uh, they they do seem to sort of, they're meant to balance the needs of various uh, stakeholders, as uh, New Labour would say, uh, savers, the markets, government needs. Don't forget the whole point of national savings is a way of raising government finance. It's an alternative to the gilt market. Um, Plus, of course, it's not quite a simple sort of arithmetical calculation. Don't forget if you've got a bank that exists and if they're not actually doing anything, um, then they're disproportionately costly to run. And we wouldn't want to get rid of all those civil servants, would we? So they've got to do something. And one way to do it, obviously, is just to keep the money flowing in. And this, of course, um, touches on other news this week about what's going to happen to Northern Rock, uh, another uh, state-supported uh, institution offering a hundred percent guarantee on deposits. Um, what's going to what's going to happen to it, and what's going to happen to its savings accounts? Well, national, uh, not national. Uh, Northern Rock is uh, being split into a good and bad bank. Believe it or not, there is a good bit to uh, Northern Rock. Bad bank stays with guess who? The taxpayers. Good bank gets flogged off to the private sector. Although, big question about. Um, uh, speaking as a former shareholder. 
I'd like to know whether I'd like to get some return for that good bank. I'm sure the answer is uh, no. Um, I just get to keep the bad bank bits. So, yes, it's going to be sold off. Um, nothing's imminent, though. Um, and it's not going to disappear from the high streets just yet, despite all the changes that are going on. And uh, when uh, the split happens, what sort of um, savings rates will it be able to offer? Well, Northern Rock, um, when it was first nationalised uh, a year or a year ago, um, back in early two thousand and eight, yes, it was that long ago. Um, the, the the part of the deal for for being bailed out and for what was deemed to be state aid by the EU was that they wouldn't be able to offer such competitive savings rates. There was a danger that they would just clean up on, on by offering um, uh, particularly high deposit rates. And that in turn would destabilize the rest of the banking industry. So not good for the rest of us. Um, that's likely to continue. But I mean, I think those, um, those, those guarantees are not forever um, but again, as, as you rightly say, if you're getting a, if, you, if your deposits are fully backed by the government, then that can't be a bad thing. No, it sounds like go to national savings rather than Northern Rock. Thanks for that, uh, uh, Steve. And if you'd like to find out who's offering the best fixed rate bonds over not just one, but also two, three and five years here uh, in the UK, uh, look out for Steve's article in FT Money with the Weekend FT. But that's all for this week's FT Money Show. Remember, you can get weekday news updates on our website, ft.com forward slash money. And you can read and comment on our latest blogs at ft.com forward slash money matters. We'll be back next week with another financial lowdown in downloadable form. But until then, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Steve and Alice. Goodbye. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.